Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. ago, uh, me and uh, Johnny Young went to, uh, to a meeting uh, with our sheriff uh, in the community and uh, Sheriff Skindred. And I really like him. I, th- I feel like that uh, if there's anybody that's trying to bring unity in our community, I feel like that he is. And so he had some speakers there that day that were talking about unity in our community. And one of those guys was Shaq and Johnny and I got to meet him. And this is the, you see the picture we have here. I've always felt like a little man, but I felt really small standing there looking at his navel, you know. Uh, but one of the things that Shaq said that was really, um, I, I guess, meaningful to me was this. Shaq said, you know, he said, I've learned how to work with different people, no matter what a person's skin color was or, or what their political view was or or, you know, their financial status. And he said, this is what I've learned. If I will give respect, I can earn respect. That's pretty wise right there, isn't it? He said, this is how, we, this is how you get along. This is how you do it. This is how communities come together. Is that if I give respect, I can earn respect. And so today I want to talk to you about that. So here's what's here's coming up on the screen. I'd like for you to say it with me because this is worth repeating. So let's say it together. You ready? Come on. I give respect to earn respect. Man, this is something that we should teach our children and everybody around us is that I give respect to earn respect. I'm not automatically given respect. You know, used to being a pastor, you was given this sort of respect. It's not that way anymore. I can just tell you that. Matter of fact, it's maybe a little bit lower, like, oh, you're a pastor. Well, let me tell you something, you know. But what I've learned is it doesn't matter. I never give my title before I give respect. I want to give respect to earn respect. And so today I want to talk to you about how to, to earn the respect of others. And so Proverbs uh, 22 and 1 says this. Look what it says. Proverbs 22 and 1 says, choose a good reputation over great riches. Being held in high esteem is better than silver or gold. Amen, everybody? Man, you could have all the money in the world, but if you're a jerk, you're a jerk. Amen? Nobody wants to be around a jerk. And if you didn't have all your money, you wouldn't have anybody around you. Amen? Okay, let's keep it real, I guess. That's right. Some people, you know, they wouldn't have friends if they weren't paying them. Okay. I guess I live in a different world than you, but. So let's talk about how to earn respect so you don't have to pay for friends. (laughs) I should have changed the title to that. The first thing I want to share with you is this. If we're going to, if we're going to earn the respect of others, and this is a principle of the Bible, I'm preaching the Bible today. 
And that is just number one is to speak with integrity. Speak with integrity. Listen to what the Bible says, not Jeff the Bible. Proverbs 17 and 7 says this. Respected people do not tell what? They do not tell lies. They do not tell lies. We admire honest people. Matter of fact, in our history, our first president, George Washington, said, I, I cannot lie. I cut down that cherry tree. You know, Abraham Lincoln, we call him Honest Abe. But Jesus Christ said, I am the way and the truth and the life. Notice what Jesus didn't say, I tell the truth. He didn't say, he didn't say I tell the truth. He said, I am the truth. Speak with integrity, everybody. Matter of fact, the Bible says that God cannot lie. He just doesn't have the ability to lie. God could not lie. He cannot lie. But the devil is the father of lies. And he lies all the time. And Rhonda just shared that with you. You know how they, he speaks lies to you all the time. He's always lying to you, telling you, you know, that you're not good enough and that, and that this person thinks this of you. Let me tell you something. If you really knew how much people thought about you, you wouldn't think so much about that. Because we're all too busy thinking about our own issues. Amen? And, and so he tells you all these lies all the time, all this stuff. And he's the father of lies. And so when you speak, either you're going to speak and you're going to represent Jesus or you're going to represent the devil. Because when you speak truth, you're becoming like Jesus. When you speak lies, you're becoming like the devil. Amen? He's a father of all lies. He's a, and let me tell you something. Think about the devil. He'll always provide you a good lie. <laughs> you, some of you are like, you know, I can't think that fast. But when, it, when you need a lie, he'll put one right in your mind. Amen? All right. Well, there you go. Proverbs 25 and 14. People who promise things that they never give are like clouds and rains that never clouds. And wind that, that bring no rain. So if you want to know what that's like, just wait till the end of this week. They tell us we're not going to give you rain. It's going to be about 95 degrees and we're going to want some rain. Amen? And so that's the way it's going to be. People's words, they never, they, it's always looking for it. But it never happens. And, you know, it's, it's important to, to tell the truth. And, and many of us tell the truth, but sometimes we tell little lies, don't we? Matter of fact, we say things like this. Well, I'll pay you back as soon as I get paid. <laughs> you ever heard that one? <laughs> yeah, I'll pay you back as soon as I get paid. Matter of fact, uh, I'll return it as soon as I'm done with it. Oh, are you thinking about things in your house right now that you borrowed? I hope my children are hearing this message today. Get some stuff back. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to get in church. We're going to get involved in church one day. One day. See, those are things that, that you say, but if you don't do them, then you're not speaking with integrity. Proverbs 10 and 9 says, this, says it this way. People with integrity walk how? Safely. Why, why is that? Why, why is it that people that, that speak with the truth walk safely? Because they're not worried about being found out. You know, the one thing about lying is that you have to keep trying to cover up that lie, and then you're worried about somebody's going to find out that you lied to them, and when their name pops up on your phone, you freak out, like, oh, no. You're scared to answer it. Why? Because you're afraid that they found out about the lie that you told it, and everybody in this room has told a lie at some time in your life. Amen? So don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. 
That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. If you said that, you just lied right there. That's right. Yeah, so we all understand what it is to have that pressure. Every one of us understand that. And so, so what I would like to tell you, here's the integrity question. Here it is. Do I do what I say I'm going to do? That's it. Do I do what I say I'm going to do? Does my mouth and my actions align? One of the things that I think our staff will tell you that, that, that is a pet peeve of mine, if we say it, let's do it. And if we can't do it, let's, let's let them know that we can't do it. So I don't want you to say, well, what happened to you? No, we want to call you up and say, hey, this is, this is what's going on, and we're not going to be able to do that. We're sorry. We, we tried to, but it didn't work. And so, anyway, so say, do what you say you're going to do. Amen, everybody? That's integrity. And if you will do that, if you will step up and do that, it will change your life. And so I have this on your connection card. And please, everyone, fill one of these out. Listen, so we can pray over you. I want you to be covered with prayer. But on the back of the connection card, here's an integrity step. And I dare you to check the box. It says, I will do my best to do what I say I'm going to do. You know, that right there is an integrity. That's it. I'm, my life's going. By checking that box, you're going you're to step your life up. I challenge you to do that. Please do that. The second thing I would say this, remember what we're talking about, though. We're talking about this. I, I give respect in order to earn respect, right? I give respect to earn respect. I give respect to earn respect. So the second thing I would tell you this is like how to earn respect. Number two is serve people with excitement. With excitement. Serve people with excitement. I can't overstate this. Look what the Bible says, Proverbs 14 and 22. You will earn the trust and what, everybody? Respect. Respect. Everybody wants it, don't they? It's amazing how our culture today breeds disrespect. Isn't it? Isn't it? The world wants you to be disrespectful, but to be honored. He says this, you will earn the trust and respect of others if you work for good, everybody. If you work for good. Part of growing up is learning to be unselfish. You know, babies are selfish. Toddlers are selfish, right? It's, it's not taught. It's just that's who they are. And so we're, we're teaching them not to be selfish. As a matter of fact, you remember maybe your parents saying to you, you got to share. Well, I don't want to share. Well, you got to share, right? That made no sense when you were five years old why you had to share your toys when your cousins come over, right? Those are my toys, right? <laughs> Why well, I got to share? I remember getting spankings because of those issues. <laughs> but growing up is learning to be unselfish. And, and a lot of problems, the problem is that we got a lot of 40 and 50-year-olds old today that never grew up. They got older, but they didn't grow up. Whew. You didn't know it was coming this day, did you? That's right. It's learning to be unselfish. And I would just challenge you to do that. Matter of fact, uh, being unselfish will save your life. Do you know the more that you care for others, the more you'll be cared for? That's amazing. The more you care for others, the more you'll be cared for. The, matter of fact, I could say it this way. By taking care of others, you're really taking care of yourself. I read a study this week that said that... Uh, these sociologists followed 2,000 people for over five years. They tracked them. They asked them questions. And what they found out, they asked, 
they ask him, you know, who, who, was, who was happy and who was very happy. And what they found out was the people that, that answered the question after five years of being very happy were the people who did an act of service uh, of actually spending 5.8 hours a month serving other people. They could track it back. The people that said they were very happy spent 5.8 hours a month serving other people. So I'm telling you, happiness is not about you getting more. Happiness is about you giving more of yourself to others. That's how you become happy, everybody. Amen? That, that's the secret right there. Listen, a million dollars will not make you happy. I know what some of you just thought. I sure would like to try. <laughs> I, I, I just read you. I felt, as soon as it went out, I felt it come back. But what makes you happy is serving others. That's why you can find someone that seems doesn't have a whole lot, but they're so happy. Why? They've learned how to serve other people. That's what makes you happy. That's what, that's what makes you cheerful. That's what, that's what gives you the joy to, to go on another day is to know that. Wake up every day. Pastor Benny Tate, who's a, a mentor of mine, told me, he said, you know, Jeff, every day I wake up, I ask myself, who can I help today? He said, it's changed my life. And it'll change your life as well. Proverbs says this, Proverbs 11.25 says this, the one who blesses others is abundantly what? Oh, no. Notice that, abundantly blessed. Those who help others are what? Helped. You never noticed that? The people that are helping others are helped. Now, let me just help you out here, okay? Our culture says spend all your time trying to be an interesting person. We do everything we can to try to become interesting so that people like us, right? We think, well, well, if I'm cool, then they'll like me. Well, let me just tell you something. The way to have great friends and the way to be like is to be interested in someone. Don't, don't try to be interesting. Listen, if, you won't, if you'll be interested in people, you'll have more friends than you can ever imagine. But when you, try to, when you try to put on a front and be somebody you're not, you can only hold that up so long. And guess what? Finally, they're going to find out the real you. And they probably will like the real you much better, by the way. And so I want to be interested in, be interested in people. Ask them, how are they doing? Ask them questions about their self. How can I pray for you is a good thing to ask people. It's amazing, just amazing. Why do you, you know, you ever ask the question, why is God blessing our church so much? You ever ask yourself that question? Because God is blessing Stockbridge community. He is, he is blessing us. I mean, we are a blessed church. I talk to pastors all the time, and, and I'll tell you what, we are a blessed church. Why is that? Because as you just heard Michelle talk about earlier, what do we do? We give, we bless people. That's what we do. We bless others. We are, we are, God is, God is called every Christian, but we just said, we're going to obey God's word. And we said, we are here for other people. We bless other people. That's what we do. And so you just heard Michelle talk about Rachel's gift. You understand that, that when, when mothers give birth to a stillborn child, the, the most horrific day of their life, that, that we are there. Do you understand that there's people there because of you, because of what you do and how you give? There's people right there. That mother never goes through that by herself because of you. Isn't that amazing, everybody? Isn't that amazing? Do you, do you understand? Do you understand that when school's out, when school's out, it, whether it be in school year, out, you know, whether it be like school time's out, like at 3.30, when it gets out, 
that evening a child got to eat, you know. And there's some kids in our community that don't have a meal unless they go to school. Do you know that there's Operation Lunchbox that, that we partner with, that we make sure that where the kids at school or they're at home on the weekend, that they got a meal to eat? Do you know that we're doing all the good that we can to everybody that we can, all the time that we can? That's why God is blessing our church. Amen. Aren't you, aren't you happy about that? Aren't you happy about that? That aren't you happy that that like when we do these serve Saturdays that we go out like for Sarah's house? It's a it's a house where the the women that have been rescued from trafficking have a place to go to. And, and aren't you glad that we're reaching people that the world has cast aside and said they're no good anymore? They're used up, and we're reaching out to them and, and we're providing a place for them and we're making their place look nice. Aren't you glad that, that that's who we are? Aren't you glad about that? See, see, this is who we are. This is, we're the church, everybody. We're not, we're not just a gathering. We're not a country club. We're, we're not just a meeting place. We're, we're not just coming. God is good. No, we go out there and let the world know that God is good. Amen. He's good all the time. Hallelujah. I want you, God has called us for this hour and this moment to get in the world when everybody else is mad at each other. We're mad about them, amen. We're mad about them. We want the world, we want the lives to be better, amen. You see, that's who we are, and you get purpose in your life. See, we're, we're here to offer you an opportunity for a better life by discovering your purpose that you were put on earth to serve somebody else. And when you do that, you get better. Some of you are never going to get better until you get off your backside and get on God's side. Woo! Oh, oh, oh. I get off your rear and get to your ear and hear what God's saying. Amen? Oh, Lord, have mercy. I don't know if I'm anointed or not. Man, God is... God has called us to be the church, and that's what we are. And, and you know what? The devil's mad at H-E-L-L. He's mad about it because he wants us to fight. See, if he can keep us fighting among each other, then he's got us whipped. But why? Listen, he might stir the world up to fight each other, but we ain't fighting each other. We're too busy helping other people. Amen? Man, we serve schools. We serve teachers. We serve like our fire department. We serve our sheriff's department. We serve other churches and other pastors. We do that. We, we say, God, wherever you can use us, then send us, O oh Lord. And guess what? He is blessing our church because we said we live to be a blessing. Amen? Yes. We live to be a blessing. So today, I want to challenge you with an opportunity. Listen, every first Saturday... Oh, you say, well, pastor, that's a sacrifice. Yes, it is a sacrifice. But when you get out there and see you're serving, you realize it ain't really a sacrifice when you see what they're going through. God wants to use your hands and feet. So I want to challenge you. Come serve with us. First Saturday of the month, you know, uh, it just says on here, see, serve Saturday. Sign up. Sign up. Rhonda and I will be there. Man, we go and get dirty, get our hands dirty, working in other people's yards and stuff. I do stuff in other people's yards. I wouldn't do them on. She said, Ron said, Jeff, you work so hard for them people. I know, but they need Jesus. Ron, you got Jesus already. <laughs> but it's a joy. 
We leave, we're, man, we're sweaty and we're nasty, but when we, we get in that truck, we leave, we high-fiving each other because we did something for the kingdom of God. I want to challenge you to do that as well. I want to challenge you to do it. So sign up on your connection card. Remember, I give respect to earn respect. And let me just tell you something. Stockbridge Community Church is respected in our community. We're respected. You know why? Because we've been giving. We've been giving respect, giving respect, giving. How can we help you? We're not here about us. How can we help you? How can we help you? What can we do for you? And it's amazing how God's favored us. And he's favored you for being a part of it. Let me tell you something. Just because you're riding the wave with us. You're not that good. You got that promotion because you're riding the wave of God's favor with us. <laughs> Let me tell you something. God has smiled on your life because you're riding the wave with us, everybody. It's not just about, see, it ain't about me. It's about we. We in this together. <laughs> Amen. If that trumpet sounds and we all go stand before God, I won't be standing there by myself. It'll be you with me. And he'll say, well done, good and faithful servants. Amen? Amen. Oh, man. Number three, this is my favorite. I couldn't wait to get here. I started to call you at three this morning to get to this one. Succeed with humility. That's how you earn respect of others. Succeed with humility. Look what the Bible says, Proverbs 29, 30, uh, 23. Arrogance will bring your downfall, but if you are what? you are humble, you will be what? Respected. Be humble or you will stumble, everybody. See, if you want to dress for success, put on humility. If you want to dress for success, put on humility. Reminds me of this pastor who was so full of pride. There was a millionaire that lived in the community and his daughter was going to get married and he, he selected this pastor to come and do the ceremony. He didn't, that, that millionaire didn't attend the church, but he selected a pastor to come do the ceremony. And the pastor went around to all his other pastor friends in the community and said, Oh, look at me. He, he selected me, boys. I'm the man. Sure enough, he gets there to the wedding, and it was a million-dollar wedding. I mean, every who's who was there. And so he, the pastor, again, was so full of pride because he's got all the attention on him, you know. And, and so the bride and the groom were there, and he did the vows, and and when he started the vows, the pastor noticed that his fly was open. Yep, so he was embarrassed. So he said, I'll fix this. He said, let's pray, everybody, let's pray. And so he thought as soon as they would bow their head to pray, he'd zip his pants. And so about that time, he said, let's pray. All of a sudden, a gust of wind come up. He grabbed his fly. He was about to zip it up, and he grabbed to zip it up, and he did the, 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 the bride's gown, her dress, flew and it went right there, and it got caught. He zipped it right into his zipper. <laughs> zipped it right into his zipper. He prayed longer. He couldn't get it out. <laughs> so finally, finally after, he said amen, and he told the bride and the groom, he said, listen, I'm going to walk out right behind you, okay? And there he goes in front of everybody, all who's who, with the gown hung in his fly. I told God I'd never be prideful again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That didn't happen to me. That didn't happen to me. Some of you are going to go, oh, yeah. Humility. The greatest sign of humility is this, is being willing to pray. A prideful person will not pray because they're saying, I got this. 
And anybody could say, well, you know, God's so busy with something else that he really don't care. That's pride. It's pride. First Peter, Simon Peter writes about this. Look what he says. He says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up when, everybody? I want you to know something. Your problem has a due date on it. Did you hear that? Your problem has a due date on it. In due time. In due time, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. The guy that's writing this is Simon Peter, which was one of Jesus' disciples, followers. And this story, when you hear these words, when you just hear that, it may not have the meaning, but if you can understand his background, maybe it will change the way you think. But Simon Peter, Simon Peter was in a boat one day with the other disciples, the followers of Jesus, and a storm was going on. It was a really stormy uh, on the sea that they were on. And they were all a little afraid, and then they looked out there and thought, my goodness, I'm going to... They looked out and they thought they saw a ghost come walking toward them. They were in, we're in a storm and also there was a ghost coming toward us. And, and so when they looked out there, they realized, they realized, they called out and it was Jesus. And Jesus said, it is I. And he said, well, Simon said, well, Lord, if it's you, let me come to you. I want to walk on the water too. And sure enough, he steps out of the boat. He looked like a, a, a toddler on a trampoline trying to walk. You know, you ever seen him do that? Trying to walk on a trampoline. And, and as he began to walk, he had his eyes on Jesus. He was doing good. Then all of a sudden, he started looking at those waves, realized how big they were, began to feel that wind, got his eyes off of Jesus. He began to sink, and the Bible said he began to drown. And the only thing that saved him was is that one of those times when he was bobbing up all the waves, he reached out his hand and said, Lord, save me. And when he did, he reached out his hand, the hand of Jesus caught his and pulled him up out of that water. You see, he reached out to Jesus. He called out to Jesus. And the problem in our life is this, is that we understand that part we should call out to Jesus. But this is that somehow we want to take his hand, but when we get above the waves, we want to let go of the hand. And want to do it again. That's called worry, everybody. Worry is something that when you and I pray about it, we say, well, we're going to pray about it, but we keep, we keep putting it back on us like I got to do something about this. I got to do something about this. And it's just on your mind all the time. And what we have to do is we have to learn to give it to God. So I want to show you something real quickly, all right? And I, I wanna, I'm going to double dog dare you to do it, all right? I want you to get you a jar. I want you to get you a jar. You can get you a small box or a small bag, whatever you want to. But I want you to get you one of these, all right? Because this is God's jar. What I want you to learn to do is that those things that you're worrying about, I want you to write them down on a slip of paper like this. And I want you to write it down. God, that boyfriend of mine is driving me crazy, Lord. I don't know what to do. So, God, I'm just going to give this to you right now. So I'm going to put this in my God jar. That's yours, God. God, my parents, oh, Lord, I don't know if they're going to get a divorce or not, but God, I need you to take care of it. It's on my mind all the time. So God, I'm going to give it to you. So I'm going to put it in God's jar. This is God's jar. God, my marriage, oh Lord, I don't know, Lord, if we're going to be able to make it. God, I need your help. And Lord, I'm so worried about it all the time. It's on my mind all the time. So God, I'm going to put that in your jar. God, 
my finances, oh God. Lord, this job, I don't know what I'm going to do with this economy. I don't know what, what's going to happen. God, I, I need you, Lord. Help me, God. Help, help my situation. And Lord, I've been worrying about it all the time. So Lord, I want to give it to you, so I'm going to put it in my God jar. So what I want you to do is get you a God jar and put your, put your problems in your God, God, God jar. And what this is going to do help you do is if you pray about it, you're going to put it in your God jar. But the moment that you decide that you want to worry about it again, I want you to go into your God jar. I want you to pick it up and I want you to pull it out and say, God, I no longer trust you with this, so I'm going to take this myself again and I'll take care of it, God. No, thank you. I got this. Because that's exactly what we do all the time. Amen? So here's the decision. So I think that if you, this is, this is going to be my God jar. And so I'm going to be putting things in there. So I'm asking you to physically go home and do this and put it in the jar. Because when you physically think about removing it, maybe it'll think you, make you think twice about who's in charge. Amen. And that he's got this and that you can trust God with it. Amen, everybody. So why don't you put it, why don't you just say, today, I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to put some things in my God jar, amen. This is God's jar. It's not my jar. It's God's. And everything I've given him, he's got it, and he can take care of it. Amen, everybody? It's my God's jar. That's why James says this. James 4, 6 through 8 says this. God opposes the proud, but favors the humble. Amen. So, so humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Did you hear that? That means he's going to lie to you, lie to you. Oh, go get it out of that jar. God's not got that. God's not going to take care of that. Oh, you're going to go under. It's never going to work out. It's never going to happen. It's never going to. And he's going to tell you all these lies to try to get you to take it out of that jar. That's what he does. Notice what he says. Come close to God. And God will what, everybody? Come close to you. The first step, if you're in this room or you're watching online, and you're not, you've not committed your life to Jesus, that means that you're not following Jesus. Oh, you believe in him. Listen, the devil believes in him. No, you're following him. If you're not following Jesus today, I want to invite you to do that. That's a, you don't have to bow your heads. You don't have to close your eyes. You don't have to do anything. You just have to say right now in your heart and your mind. Nobody even has to hear you but God. And he will. You don't have to say it out loud. Dear Lord Jesus, today I need you to save me. I need you to save me. I need you to come in my life and save me because I've not, I've not been a follower. And I need a follower. And I, need, I want to save you. I need to be a follower. I want to, you to save me. I need to be saved. And if you say that right now, right now, even looking at me right now, if you say that, God hears you and he'll save you. The only thing I ask you to do, again, is on this card because you need to go public with it. And so when you go public, you're just checking that box. And what that means is this, is that, is that I'm going to pray over you. That's all it means. And I'm going to send you something to help you. That's all. But that's it. You're going public. I challenge you to check the box. Those of you that are online, check the box as well on your app. Check the box before you leave today. Now, I want to talk to you, and we're going to get out of here. I felt in my spirit this week as I was praying for you in this day is that we have to understand this is how we fight our battles. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God, the Bible says. They're not carnal. They're not made of flesh. 
There's nothing that you physically can do. It's spiritually. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, to the casting down of imagination. That means every lie the devil is telling you, you're able, he's going to sit on and help you cast that down. But here's what I want you to do is you got to, you got to put it in the jar. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.